This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, some very tragic news, and all bullets were flying through crowds of many spectators following a Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory parade where tens of thousands of people were attending. One person so far has been pronounced dead, and at least 21 others have been injured, and we're told that a number of them are children who are clinging to life at this moment. Suddenly, gunshots rang out at a very busy outside event, of course, right after the Kansas City Chiefs had won the Super Bowl. And here is Kansas City Police Chief Stacy Graves talking about what happened and how police were there on the scene getting the gunman along with some very courageous bystanders. I'm angry at what happened today. The people who came to this celebration should expect a safe environment. We had over 800 law enforcement officers, Kansas City and other agencies, at the location to keep everyone safe. Because of bad actors, which were very few, this tragedy occurred, even in the presence of uniformed law enforcement officers, who again ran towards them and took them into custody. To the people who were injured in this tragedy, our hearts go out to you and your families. And joining us now here on the Rita Cosby Show is the mayor of the great city of New York, my friend, Mayor Eric Adams. Mr. Mayor, great to have you here. Always, Rita. Always good being on with you and just giving people updates of this amazing city we're in. Yeah, for sure. And boy, it is a big breaking news day. I have to get your reaction, Mr. Mayor to this horrible shooting that just happened in Kansas City at the Super Bowl celebration for the Chiefs. At this hour, the latest is 22 people shot, at least one person dead. It is just such terrible news, and it's scary as it happened in a very crowded outdoor celebration. And New York, of course, has many big outdoor events. Your thoughts, Mayor Adams? And it's really heartbreaking when you see a celebratory atmosphere where people are, you know, actually celebrating with children and families of a great sporting event. And then to have individuals with appears to be two gunmen exchange gunfire, 22 people died, one person lost their life due to this. 
And our hearts goes out to the families. And this is why we have been really dogmatic about removing guns off our streets. Uh, since being May, I think we removed over 13,000 firearms off our street. Uh, we have to get these illegal guns off the streets of our country. Also, how complex is it, too? As you know all too well, you're the mayor of, uh, I think, the greatest and the biggest city in the world here in New York City. It's scary. It's very hard to control. There was a lot of security there, but it's also a very difficult scenario. People are nervous with so many threats all over the world. No, so true. And when you think about the amount of security that was at the celebration, it's, you know, just really reinforces that when you're dealing with people who are destined to bring violence, you have to make sure that you're able to apprehend them as qu- quickly as possible. And I think that I take my hat off to the law enforcement officers. You could only imagine you at a celebration, you're hearing gunfight, fire, people are running in different directions. Those responding officers are unclear if they're dealing with a terrorist threat or if they're dealing with uh, just a dispute. They have to make that quick decision. It just shows you the challenge that law enforcement officers are dealing with across the entire country. This appeared to have been a dispute and not a terrorist threat, uh, but a bullet discharge from a gun does not matter uh, what the reason for it. It is harmful to children and families. And speaking of children and, and family, you have launched a lawsuit now against social media companies. Explain this, uh, because, boy, our kids are getting so caught up and affected by social media, and you're really putting this a big spotlight on this, which I think is so powerful and important. Talk about the lawsuit you announced, because this is a big deal. Uh, yes, it is. We're the first city of this size uh, to initiate a lawsuit of this capacity. And I want to be clear, uh, social media is going to be here with us. It is part of our everyday interactions. And technology is so important. You know, I'm a mayor that believes in technology. Uh, but this is a responsible action on our part. And sometimes you have to do the hard things to make sure the right things are done. We are announcing uh, today uh, that we are suing social media companies of uh, uh, the large uh, platforms uh, because of their uh, abuse, I believe, on how they use algorithms to really target our children and bring them into a real dark hole of violence, of depression, of suicidal ideations, of all the things that we fight to prevent our children from experiencing, we think the really introduction of this relatively new introduction of a medium of social media is having a major impact on our families. You know, um, I was looking at the lawsuit, too. You talk about the algorithms. What do you hope to accomplish by this lawsuit, and how do you hope it can make a change to help all families? Uh, The same thing we did collectively to address uh, cigarettes. You know, the cigarette industry was well aware of the harmful effects of cigarette smoking, and there was many layers in lawsuit before we were able to get the data to show what cigarette manufacturers were doing. And that's the same here. We want to have real transparency. They, their studies are going to reveal the intentionality of what they, what they are doing. And their own data is going to give us a pathway to improve 
social media because there's a lot of good that comes out of this technology, such as we're using so we're using uh, apps to allow children to speak to mental health professionals because our children use phones. But there's a lot of harm. Uh, we see subway surfing, millions of views, encouraging young people to do it, uh, gang rivalries, uh, retaliatory shootings, uh, having young girls believe their body type is something that they should not be proud of, these suicidal thoughts. Uh, many of these algorithms are clearly bringing our young people into the dark hole of depression and dark hole of dealing with antisocial behavior. We want them to correct their course, and we want them to look at the $100 million that it costs us annually to deal with the mental health issues with our young people uh, to play a role in compensating for that as well. What have families told you also, Mayor Eric Adams? Because some of these stories, my goodness, when they testified, even on Capitol Hill, it is devastating. The bullying that happens and the exposure that happens uh, also with, you know, sexual contact. It really is frightening for parents out there. It's impacting families in a real way. And uh, parents feel so hopeless in raising their children. And really, neurology is showing us uh, that when a child's ma- uh, mind de- de- develops, uh, that they should not be on social media. Some experts said before they reach the age of uh, 14. And today, standing next to us was a mother, uh, Norma, who lost her son to subway surfing. And even uh, when these incidents end and the funerals are over, it, the pain continues, and it continues to travel throughout our entire lives. And so we know that this is a major issue for children and families, and it would be irresponsible if we were to ignore this. My hat off to uh, Dr. Bassan, um, our Commissioner of the Department of Health and Mental Hygiene, who held the summit last year on this, and this is the continuation of really approaching this very difficult issue. And Mayor Adams, you you brought up also gangs, too. I want to just ask you briefly, because people are so concerned about some of the headlines we've seen of late in New York with the Venezuelan gangs and MS-13, another brutal gang, uh, that they may be joining forces and may be part of some of the things which have been the robberies. We've also seen, sadly, the beatdown of the police officer in Times Square, the two officers. That was so horrible. How do we control it? What can be done to clamp down? And this is such a this is such an important conversation because we want to be clear. Uh, the the pathway to the American dream is something every immigrant has experienced, and this is a city of immigrants. And by identifying a small number of people who are participating in either gang or criminal behavior, we don't want to demonize. Uh, the hundreds of thousands of people who come to our country to participate in the American dream, all of our ancestries attached to that dream, that dream is still alive. But we must make a tough decisions, to, again, to do the right thing. And if we identify a pocket of people doing illegal behavior, we don't want to be so politically correct that we're not going to correct the problem we're facing. There's a potential that there is a small group of people who came into the country that have criminal behavior. We're going to identify them. It appears as though this is in not only in New York, but in parts of Florida and other parts of the country. And our goal is to use uh, Interpol and use other law enforcement, both city, state, and federal, 
to identify those criminal behaviors and clap down on them. But at the same time, we must always keep the American dream alive and well and never use these as excuses to deny people the pursuit of them. We must secure our borders. We must have a decompression strategy. We must make sure that the federal government pick up the price tag that's associated to the migrant and asylum seeker issue. But we must also not demonize the entire population. And finally, uh, Mayor Adams, the other day, and it seems like every politician, wherever they're walking these days, they have uh, these anti-Israeli protesters. There's a group that came over to you, and I've been singing your praises because you had a brilliant answer for them. They, you know, they were coming over to you like they do to, it seems like everybody else that's out there, uh, Republican, Democrat. And you said, think about the hostages. Explain that. Because, boy, when I said there are people all over social media were cheering, it didn't matter what side of the political aisle. Everybody was cheering. It was the great answer. Well, I think that is so important to be consistent on message. And just as uh, there are those who are calling to end uh, the uh, call for ceasefire, uh, part of their call for a ceasefire should be allowed to bring the hostages home, release the hostages. And I've been clear on that. No one wants to see innocent children and, and, and families being uh, harmed in any way. But we need to clearly understand we have people who have been in, host- in hostages since October 7th of 2023. We need to release those hostages. And I'm very clear on that. I stated that on October 8th, I believe, when I spoke about it. And I'm going to continue to say we need to release the hostages. That's the right thing to do. And Hamas must be destroyed. Uh, We cannot allow the evil actions of Hamas to continue. And I am not going to do uh, what's popular because people are yelling or screaming at me. I'm going to be consistent in my message. I don't want to see any any innocent uh, child or family uh, killed. But we have to deal with the fact that hostages that are still in captivity. No, bravo for always remembering them and also fighting the good fight for our kids, too. And this lawsuit, I think, uh, that you announced also today is so powerful, too, against the social media companies leading the way on that. New York City Mayor Eric Adams, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Rita. Love you. Take care. And Mr. Mayor, thank you so much for joining us. What a powerful discussion. And bravo for taking on the social media companies that are indeed Uh, We'll see what the documents show, but boy, are they certainly influencing kids. And I think that's very, very powerful, taking the fight to protect our young and old, but especially our young people that are dealing with so many issues tied to social media. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll take your calls, everybody. When we come back, you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's the Rita Cosby Show. 
And we are taking your calls tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, 1-800-848-9222. This horrible shooting, of course, in Kansas City. And you just heard from New York City Mayor Eric Adams talking about that, as well as his groundbreaking lawsuit against social media companies fueling the nationwide youth mental health crisis. Uh, It is really interesting and certainly groundbreaking. You heard him comparing it to the cigarette lawsuits uh, going after big tobacco. This is going after the social media companies, seeing what kind of algorithms they have trying to entice young people and affect young people and disturbing them uh, and creating a lot of the issues that many young kids are having because they spend so much time online and are so influenced. Bravo to the mayor for doing this lawsuit and leading the charge on this. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan on line five. Stan, your thoughts. Yes, good evening. Uh, I think the mayor's uh, idea about the lawsuit is is positive, but in the end, I don't think anything will happen. It will be fruitless. What will be important, and I've said this before related to, where are the parents? It's simple. It's This is in brain science, ladies and gentlemen. Go to your daughter or son's room, Pull out the damn computer and tell them you can only use it when we are here and when we uh, can oversee what you're doing. That's it. That'll save lives, Rita. Uh, The idea that, uh, uh, you know, most parents aren't home during the day. They got to work. We know that and so forth. But computerization is so widespread, you're going to have these suicides, these, these situations. The parents know that computers are in the house. Pull the plug. Make rules and regulations. I don't know why they don't do it. If they can do it, I think we'll see less problems with uh, suicides and all this problem with kids on although, the you know, Although, you know, it's interesting, Stan, too. Uh, what I found interesting, remember when they went after Big Tobacco and then yeah. they found out uh, they got documents. And that was one of the things you heard I asked the mayor. I'm like, what will you do? And if they can prove that some of the algorithms and some of the things are targeting young people, and especially with, you know, very disturbing content, it could even be of sexual nature or some of these other things, it could be explosive if it turns out that indeed they might be manipulating. I'm talking about the social media companies. If they can get access and if maybe other also mayors will join his, uh, you know, attempt, I'm sure they will. Uh, It's a very noble mission. That actually could have a groundbreaking effect. And I think... For that reason, it actually could really crack this wide open and show that maybe they are targeting children. I mean, we know kids are so deeply influenced. We know how just young minds are shaped and they're glued to social media, like you said. So he may crack this wide open. And boy, that would be just a good service for young people and parents, too, everywhere. We'll continue your calls after the break, everybody. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And this Back the Blue segment is sponsored by GoyaCares.com because you are a precious gift from God. And this is a very powerful story coming from Norwalk, Ohio where a frantic father called 911 saying that his seven-week-old baby was not breathing. 
so a dispatcher quickly notified first responders and calmly told the father steps that he could take to help save the baby. The police chief said, when you hear it's a young child, only seven weeks old, it is very scary. A lot of emotion racing through the officer at the time, hoping to get there as quickly as he can. And within minutes of the call, Norwalk police officer Nolan Flowers arrived at the home. He rushed in, immediately grabbed the baby and started critical life-saving measures. And in less than a minute, the baby started breathing and the baby was crying. So that, of course, is a happy, happy sound. Then EMS crews came on scene and they checked the baby and transported the little child to the hospital. The police chief said he's so grateful that just less than two weeks ago, Officer Norwalk, well, guess what? He had a refresher course on emergency medical care and life-saving techniques. It could not have come at a more ideal time. He said, quote, training is so important. I can't thank our officers enough for being there that day and handling the situation as quickly as he did. Boy, he did a great job. And the best news of all, the baby is now back home and is said to be doing very, very well. What a great, great story and a great reminder of the incredible work our men and women in blue do every single night. And, of course, we are talking about that horrible shooting that took place at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade today as tens of thousands of people were out there cheering on their favorite team and their big victory at the Super Bowl. Shots rang out. We know that three people have been taken into custody. So far, the motive is not clear at all what happened But obviously, very sad news. We're just getting word again that 22 people suffered gunshot wounds, including one fatality. There are eight people with immediately life-threatening injuries, seven with other injuries, and there are six with minor injuries. But there are several people, as you could hear, that are still fighting for their lives, including some children. We're told at the local Children's Mercy Kansas City Hospital that they were treating 12 patients from the rally, including 11 children, some of whom suffered gunshot wounds. And we're also getting word on the fatality. Radio station KKFI said in a Facebook post just a little bit ago that their DJ, Lisa Lopez, host of what's called the Taste of Tejano, was killed in the shooting. And uh, we're not clear if this is the one individual. There are reports that there may be others. uh, But at this point, one fatality confirmed. It is uh, probably most likely, obviously, Lisa Lopez. What a sad, sad situation as others are also fighting for their lives tonight. We know that at the scene, you can imagine, I mean, you always see these big victory occasions when a team wins. It's crowded. It's packed. And there are so many people just crammed in and families come. You know, there are a lot of, you know, parents and kids coming out to see their favorite players and their coaches and everybody just to cheer on the Kansas City spirit. More than 800 law enforcement officers were also there just as a regular routine, because when you had that many people coming out in any major city, they were there to provide security for the parade route. And then suddenly the gunfire rang out. And we are told that a number of bystanders played a very pivotal role 
in tackling at least some of those that are connected to the shooting. Again, they've detained three people. And there was one person from Omaha, Nebraska, uh, by the name of Paul Contreras. And he is being credited for tackling one of the suspected shooters at today's terrible mass shooting in Kansas City. Listen to how he describes what he saw and what he did. One guy was hollering, saying, you know, stop him, or catch him, you know, tackle him, whatever. And he's just just bailing, running. And out of nowhere, I heard that guy hollering, so I'm just like, okay, well, I'm right here. And I just, I didn't think about it. It was just a reaction. I didn't hesitate. It was just, just do it. So I went to go tackle him, and another gentleman did the same thing. And as I'm tackling him, I see his weapon either fall out of his hand or out of his sleeve because he was wearing a long jacket or like a Carhartt. So when I seen that hit the ground, I'm like, oh, you know, we got to take this guy down. And so, like I said, I did and another good Samaritan did and we held him down. And it seemed like forever, but it probably wasn't. It was like 30 seconds holding him down and me and the other gentleman are hollering at ongoers, you know, where's the cops? We're, you know, get the cops over here, get the cops over here. You know, we got them. Get the cops over here. We got him. And right after he was able to get that guy down, then we understand the cops moved in just a few minutes later and were able to take the person into custody. Again, three people at this time. And the motive is still unclear. What is clear is it brought sheer terror and sheer fright to people who were outside just enjoying they thought was a beautiful celebration. Listen to how one of the witnesses described what they saw and heard. Then once the crowd dispersed away, we saw multiple bodies laying there uh, with gunshot wounds. Multiple bodies laying there, gunshots. And here is a little bit of the sounds from that terrible time this afternoon. People running, running, and a frantic, frantic scene, as you can imagine, uh, just chaos and families running. There were also reports where they were having like a meeting place for young people who were separated from their parents. Because needless to say, when the shots rang out, people were running in all different directions outside. So they had to put out saying, hey, uh, here, come over here to retrieve your children. You might have minor kids uh, that's separated from you in the chaos or a loved one who's separated. And here's the meeting point. What a sad, sad situation. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Joe, line one. Joe, your reaction. This is just so sad. This is heart-wrenching, Rita. G.I. Joe from Jericho phoning from the Federal VA Hospital at an undisclosed location. The bottom line is, is this. This reminds me of the 1968 movie Targets, the last good movie that Boris Karloff was in. He played an uh, aged horror movie star. He used to make personal appearances to make ends meet. And there was a shooting, and he confronts the shooter, the sniper, while the movie of the horror movies were up on the drive-in screen. That was um, almost 60 years ago. And it's only become worse. 800 cops? Why didn't the governor 
have the state militia, the state guard there, with a heavy military presence and 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 uh, checking people's bags, metal detectors. This could have been avoided. You know, but but you know, but but Joe, you know what? Hang on one second, Joe, because you know the problem is in this case, it was outside. It's a parade. It's a big celebration. That's too big of an area. It's not like it's a it's an auditorium where you can check things. It's way too way. No, no, no. That is unrealistic, and that's why I'm saying to you that is not a, a good solution. You can obviously do that in a building, and I'm all for that. By the way, you know I agree with what you're saying in terms of having metal detectors and doing all these checks. But there were clearly officers all over the place. I mean, I'm sure anybody who went there couldn't miss officers if you got 800 as I just brought up, uh, because they knew it was a big scene. You know, it's a big city. Uh, Sadly, Kansas City is having major crime, like a lot of other major cities across this country. And so they always want to be prepared. But you can't, like, what are you going to do, you know, 20,000 magnetometers? That's basically what you would need. Think about a parade route and think about a celebration. I mean, it is not, that is not feasible, but I wish we could do that. But uh, that's unrealistic. And the good news is there were cops on the scene. And the good news is I wanted to play that bystander soundbite because the guys did something. They they stopped. I don't encourage everybody to step in because it's obviously a very dangerous premise. But when you got a lot of people there and hopefully a lot of big guys, uh, this guy looks like a big guy. I don't know if he's a, a football player, but he's definitely a football fan. And I'm glad that a number of guys took the actions upon themselves. So at least these people... If they did indeed have a role with it, I'm talking about the guy who was tackled and the other two that are now in custody. Hopefully they'll be locked up for uh, the rest of their lives if indeed uh, they were part of the gunman or one of the gunmen who did it. That would actually uh, be appropriate, especially now knowing that uh, poor bystanders. Can you imagine you go to a parade, you go with your family, you go with your child to, to cheer on the Chiefs after you watch this amazing Super Bowl I mean, how sad after what was supposed to be just such a powerful, powerful, joyous time. And for these people, it is despicable. And we still don't know the motive. We don't know the case. But we do know that there were a lot of gunshots that rang out. And clearly, many people were hurt. We don't know if it was a dispute. Uh, We don't know if it was someone who went with the intent to just kind of open fire, cause mayhem, someone mentally disturbed. We don't know. Uh, we're waiting to see if we can get more details on that. But, but Joe, I wish it would be that easy. Thank you, though. Let's go to Andrew, uh, line four. Andrew, your thoughts. Hey, Andrew, uh, go ahead, Andrew, real quick. Yeah, I was offended by what I say the mayor's racism. Why is it racism against blacks? Because this weekend there were the probably mayor didn't get into The mayor didn't get into blacks and stuff, so don't get into that with me, Andrew. Go ahead. Focus. Why are the kids in Chicago, their lives, why aren't we talking about their lives? When they get shot, the mayor is not on the radio talking about them. So why are these lives highlighted? Well, I, and, let me, and let me tell you, in fairness to the mayor, I asked him about it because he wanted to talk about the social media. And I asked him about it because it was such a huge story today. So it's not like he was, uh, you know, out there. I think that that, you know, that's an unfair criticism. But go ahead, Andrew. And I say overall, it thickens me to uh, not have that highlighted when certain shootings are, you know, highlighted. And then on the weekend, one Fourth of July weekend, there was over 80 shootings in Chicago. 
and that's not barely covered. And, and, and by I, the way, and Andrew, do. your point about just attention in general, um, about spotlighting uh, what's been happening in so many of these big cities over the weekend, and especially like you talk about Chicago, boy, the shootings are skyrocketing there. And you're right. Uh, it certainly deserves a lot of attention and certainly deserves a lot of focus from everybody. Um, but I just want to say in this particular case, I asked the mayor about it because the shooting, of course, has just happened. It is such a huge story today. So I asked him and he wanted to talk about the social media issue as well, which certainly I think was really powerful and interesting, too. So I think, you know, I want to make sure that that is clear. But your point about inner city violence, all of that should be spotlighted because every life matters, every single life and it's important that we spotlight it and we make sure that everybody's is. And and by the way, um, you know that here on the show, whenever there are shootings or things like that, it doesn't matter to us what community it is. We always try to spotlight it because it's important that every everybody uh, everybody's life matters and everybody's uh, gets justice as they deserve and their families get justice too, certainly. So I appreciate your intent because I think that was a very noble intent, Andrew. Thank you very much. Let's go to Tom real quick on line one. Tom, your thoughts. Okay. Uh, for the police chief in Kansas to say how she's outraged and she expects uh, things to go well is, is I hate to say, comical, because she's just a mouthpiece. She's just going to tell people what to, you know the, how shocked she is. But the reality is she knows. She lives in one of the most highest crime rate cities in america and democrat you vote democrat you win democrat stupid democrat prizes okay the idea that she could have ten thousand people there uh, cops there would that change anything as far as crime they don't throw anybody in jail well you know to you, say, you know uh, what you you are correct that they are having so many problems there in kansas city and that's why you know on the other hand what are they not supposed to do a celebration for the Super Bowl? Uh, but I agree with you that the system needs to be fixed. And this revolving door of justice, it sickens me in so many big cities across this country. I think you hit it on the head, Tom, that people feel that they can reoffend over and over again. And because of a lot of especially soft on crime DAs, these people end up back on the streets. And we've seen it in New York with Alvin Bragg. We saw it with... You know, a lot of the cases, even some of the migrants who beat up the cops, remember, they were able to get out with no bail, no cash bail. Just see you come up. Well, you know, show up when you want to come back for a court appearance, which never will happen again. They're probably in Tijuana having margaritas. So I hear you. There's a lot of things that contribute to this. Again, it still doesn't justify by any means someone doing what they did today, which was absolutely horrific. And uh, I hope in this case they throw the book at him. And it should be in every case, to your point, Tom, because that is spot on. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls after the break. We are talking about this horrible case in Kansas City. Also going after social media companies. Mayor Eric Adams is doing that. And we're going to talk about a lot more after the break. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. 
And coming up on the Rita Cosby Show in the next hour, we are going to talk about the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas. What does it mean? Where does it go from here? Also, so many questions about President Biden's mental fitness or lack thereof after seeing the special counsel Robert Hur's report and some new details tonight on Jack Smith, the special counsel who's like a hound dog uh, chasing President Trump. What a contrast. And some really big bombshell reporting, which we'll talk about after the break. But NBC News is reporting. Remember that famous sort of moment last week where he was saying, you know, in the report, first of all, where Robert Hur said, you know, uh, it essentially said he had a problem remembering the date Of course, when he was vice president, when President Biden left the vice presidency at that time and also couldn't even figure out within a few years of when his son died. Well, uh, and then Biden, we heard, came out swinging. Remember that night he was at the White House? He was like, how dare he ask about my son? I couldn't believe it. I found it just distasteful. I couldn't even believe he went there. That was just so horrible. Blah, blah, blah. That's why I didn't answer. That was his defense. Well, there's a whole new twist on it. And it may have been Biden who brought up his son, Bo. So if that's the case, no wonder they don't want to release the transcripts because, boy, that could be damning. We're going to talk about that in some new details that really uh, may really make you question about the president's mental acuity even more. And the polls are showing he is now at 86 percent when people are surveyed saying, do you want to see Biden do a second term? 86%. That includes 71% of Democrats who say, no, thank you. Uh, One is more than enough. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. We're also talking about this horrible shooting that took place in Kansas City today. It was supposed to be a joyous occasion celebrating the Kansas City Chiefs Huge Super Bowl win, the parade with all the players and Patrick Mahomes and all those folks were there, uh, the coach, and thousands upon thousands upon thousands of folks going out to just celebrate their favorite team. And it turned into hell on earth with a gun going off, shooting multiple times a shooter. And we know that three people have at least been taken into custody, clearly, We don't know the intent. We don't know if they were targeting someone in particular, but we do know that at least 22 people were shot. What was the reason? How could anybody carry this on? We don't know details of the shooter or their background or uh, if they were a repeat offender like so many of these, as we have often heard about, who somehow get back out on the streets. Let's go to William. Line one. William, your thoughts about all this? Uh, Yes, Rita. I wanted to just say that this is more, this action is more implicating martial law. If we can't control our citizens, then would they need a curfew? This is getting out of hand, and this is not a comedy joke. That's all I wanted to say, Rita. You know, you, you are so right. It is so scary. But the problem is we are not controlling them. We're not even controlling them behind bars. And again, we don't know the details on this case, but so often we see that the writing was on the wall that the person repeated multiple offenses prior to this and got let out, got a slap on the wrist. As soon as we know the details on this, we'll share it with you.